Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're going to be checking in with celebrities who shower and who don't shower. <laughs> um, random relationships and <laughs> Nicholas Sparks' jo- Dear John. Remember that movie? We're back. We're back to Nicholas Sparks, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we get into the show, have to plug new podcast from The Ringer. It's called The Ringer Reality TV Podcast. Um, It'll be all things uh, reality. You got the challenge recaps. You got other recaps on Friday from Juliet Littman. But, and most importantly, for the purposes of Tea Time, you have Amelia Wedemeyer from No Rose All Thorn fame going on that feed. The video podcast you can play on the Spotify app so you can actually see what has previously been on YouTube on Spotify now. Get Amelia's beautiful face and all of her Bachelor in Paradise thoughts now that it starts next week. Man, will you be watching, Liz? I will. Paradise always drags me in. I'm so excited. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, wow. <laughs> this is this opens up so many opportunities for me personally. So, okay, this is great. I'm yeah. so excited. So, check out the Ringer Reality TV podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's take a quick break. Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. It's going to be on the Ringer Reality Podcast. What's it called, Johnny Bananas? Death, Taxes, and Bananas. We're going to be breaking down this season of the challenge, Hall of Fame episodes, and I'm going to be taking you behind the curtain of America's fifth major sport. Are we getting special guests? We're going to have special guests. We're going to have special effects. The show's just going to be special. (laughs) I can't wait. Check it out. Death, Taxes, and Bananas on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right. Starting out this episode super strong. (laughs) Tea Time is checking in with celebrities who shower and those who don't. A conclusive list. That's the title we came (laughs) up with. Any thoughts before I dive into this? Yes. Kate, you want to give some context? Okay. Well, initially, this is going to go in a different category and just be like an aside. But it's become such a discourse this week. And really Mm -hmm. always is like these celebrities who think it's like this fun, relatable thing that they're sharing about their hygiene habits or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they think like, oh, I'm a regular person. Like, I'll just share this little tidbit about how, you know, for example, I don't wash my legs. Uh, which is just an all-time classic. Uh, and so we're back again this week. We Liz is going to run through some unclean celebrities who have recently started off this discourse by sharing their lack of bathing. Uh, I assigned this to her because if you'll remember, Liz admitted several, probably years ago at this point <laughs> on an old episode of Tea Time that she also did not wash her legs, but she does now. She's grown. So she's going to talk about some celebs and then we're going to talk about other celebs who have come out as showerers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we're just going to wrap it up with some other hygiene thoughts. Because why oh my not? God. Okay. So you guys should tune in to last week's episode where we thought this was going to be like the start and end of it of this conversation, mm-hmm. but it's not. Dak Shepard on his podcast, Armchair Expert, was talking to Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, about 
many things. And then, of course, it made news about everyone's shower habits because they got on that topic. Monica, who's Dax's co-host, was saying she was pro-shower and Dax was on the side of like, don't use soap, just use water. And then Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher were on the side of, if it doesn't stink and you don't see dirt, don't wash it, essentially, in referring to like how they bathe their children. So you should just tune into that because I don't want to spend more time on those people. But as it turns out, there's many other celebrities who also have questionable showering habits. And like Keith said, this is not new. Actually, in fact, I went so deep down a rabbit hole. I was in People articles from 2009 (laughs) about people admitting that they don't shower, celebrities who don't shower. So just to give you off a couple of celebs that really stand out in this list. Of course, you have the wait till you see the dirt camp, which is you got Mila, you got Ashton. You have Kristen Bell, who says, I'm a big fan of waiting for the stink once you catch a whiff. That's sure. biology's way of letting you know you need to clean it up. Honestly, it's just bacteria. Once you got bacteria, you got to be like, get in the tub or shower. Okay, so you got that. Then you have people who don't even like charring all together because they think that your body can naturally clean itself. So in that camp, you have Jake Gyllenhaal, who told Vanity <laughs> Fair this week, more and this more, week, I, find, people. I find bathing to be less necessary. Um, I think that not bathing is really helpful for skin maintenance and that we naturally clean ourselves. Okay. So just, I just use lotion. You know what I mean? Like I, I, sure. if you're stripping your skin of its natural oils, like literally that's what lotion and like conditioner are for. I just think Jake doesn't understand how bathing products work. Anyway, continue. Sure. Also in that (laughs) camp, turns out Brad Pitt. And this is the article from 2009. This is so (laughs) random. Okay. Brad Pitt was in the movie Inglourious Bastards. Also in that movie, an actor named Eli Roth. Eli Roth did an article with people about hygiene (laughs) of all things. And Brad Pitt gave him apparently the tip that when you don't shower, all you need is just baby wipes that you rub under your armpits and that's it. And he didn't have time to take a shower at that time. So he just used baby wipes as a cleaning tool. Okay. So there's that. <laughs> and then, of course, you have Taylor Swift who doesn't, who uses shaving cream to wash mm. her legs and armpits. That's she told fair. Ellen. Honestly, that stuff smells good. Listen, you're putting on the shaving cream. You're scraping (laughs) off the shaving cream with a razor. Like, what's going to survive that? You know? I'm kind of shocked by that comment of yours. If you're taking off a layer of hair and a layer of skin, like, you're taking off the dirt, too. I agree with that method. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And then lastly, in this kind of unhygienic camp is you have the actors and actresses who don't wear deodorant, which is... Mm. Um, not great. Cameron Diaz <gasps> apparently told Huffington Post in 2014 that she mm. has not worn deodorant for 20 years. It, she says, it's really bad for you. I haven't used it for 20 years. You're stinky because you use antiperspirant. It keeps all the stink in. And to okay. this, I think 80 to 90% of Cameron Diaz's roles in her career are like action movies where she's sprinting around and <laughs> fighting bad guys or running away yeah. from something. That's a lot of sweat she probably has built up on that set. And it makes me worried for her co-stars. But- yeah, as as like a self, uh, you know, self-assessed, like sweaty podcast, it's difficult for us, I think, to understand the anti-deodorant camp. But, you know, everyone's different. Um, That's true. Maybe Cameron Diaz just like naturally smells like lilac and roses. Like I would not put it past maybe. her body. Maybe. Uh, also evolved. Other celebrities who don't wear deodorant, apparently Matthew McConaughey and Bradley Cooper. But then huh. Bradley Cooper takes two to three showers a day but doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> That's why he doesn't wear deodorant. Right. He, doesn't make sense. Uh, he just jumps in the shower instead. <laughs> it's not eco-friendly, Bradley Cooper. So yeah. it's true. Overall, a, b- a bizarre group of people. It uh, is bizarre. A lot of people, I just have to say, a lot of people on Twitter noted that it was just like a lot of grody white people. Um <laughs> And just a lot of people on Twitter were like, white people, like, please bathe yourselves. And I think this became more obvious when celebrities last week, uh, for some reason, felt like they needed to come forward and say that they do, in fact, shower. (laughs) And a lot of these people were celebrities of color. And they, you know, a lot of people were like, listen, there's just a clearer marker here. White people, like, why are you gross? And you know what? I get it. I think it's fair. For example... Uh, for you know, it's mostly celebrities that are like on press tours right now, and mm. f- somehow being asked about the great showering debate of 2021. Um, Dwayne Johnson, classic. Mm. Uh, he is 
quote on Twitter, the opposite of a not washing themselves celebrity. Here's his routine. Okay. He takes a cold shower when he rolls out of bed to get his, <laughs> of course his day he rolling. He of takes a warm shower, a warm shower after his morning workout before work. Then he takes a hot shower after he gets home from work. Face wash, body wash, exfoliate, and I sing off key in the shower. Honestly, I so know. So relatable. I know Dwayne Johnson smells good and I appreciate all of his effort. Uh, Joni Turner Smith, who I love. She's married to Josh Jackson. They're an iconic celebrity couple. Uh, on August 6th, she was early to the showering discourse. She <laughs> tweeted, before you lot even ask, in this house, we bathe. And similarly, June Diane Raphael on August 6th also tweeted, I bathe myself and my children every day. <laughs> I love that these people are like, have to get it on the record. <laughs> Jason Momoa also, you know, is is out here talking about showering. He said, I'm not starting any trends. I shower. Trust me. Uh, I'm Aquaman. I'm in the fucking water. Don't worry about it. I'm Hawaiian. We got salt water on me. We good. So, you know, kind of loses the plot later on there, but he showers, um, which is great. Chris Evans, people were circulating a video of Chris Evans being like, I shower all the time. Uh, and I think there's a certain a certain category of actors here. Like, for example, also Terry Crews, which I think is probably in like the Chris Evans, The Rock camp where like the action guys, the action guys who work out in the morning, work out all the yeah. time because right. like Terry Crews also takes a morning shower after his workout and then like an evening shower. And he's like, I spend all day sweating, running, working out like you got to shower a ton, which I think makes a lot of sense. I'm also mm-hmm. like, it's, it's hot outside right now. Like it makes sense to be in like the two a day shower camp if you're adding in a workout and then our girl Gwyneth Paltrow which absolutely could have gone either way if you asked me she could have been in either of these lists and I would have been like that makes sense uh turns out she is in the daily bath camp uh this is an older interview but she said when she was 22 and she was shooting Emma in London she got in the habit of taking a bath every single day no matter what it's like her meditative time which does make sense that she would sort of value the uh mental part of it over necessarily the hygiene part of it um but yeah so she takes a bath every day good to know go you thank god thank god yes and then finally just like in the olfactory related camp rihanna debuted her first fenty fragrance this week and she posted a video on instagram of celebrities over the years talking about how good she smells just like in (laughs) random interviews like people who have worked with her or like been on movies with her or like at award shows. It was like Cardi B, Jim Parsons, like Lil Nas X, Jennifer Lawrence, like all these clips of them being like, Rihanna smells so good. Like, did you know that Rihanna smells amazing? Which is just (laughs) such a specific and accurate compliment that like, you know, she smells incredible. Uh, And honestly, like I can't think of better marketing for her fragrance. Like I want to smell like Rihanna. Sure. So Rihanna, of course, also smells good. So if you guys see any more, I guess we have some bizarre ones. We talked about Bradley Cooper. I suppose we should talk about Shailene Woodley. You yeah. got to. And the hygiene conversation <laughs> with celebs, you got to talk about Shailene. You yeah. always do. And the thing about Shailene, she did an interview. She's done several interviews about her natural beauty habits. Mm-hmm. And one where she's like, you know what? Don't buy makeup. Just buy some beets and spirulina. Those are great for <laughs> cosmetics. <laughs> Okay. Sure. Okay. Let's see you walk a red carpet with just uh, beets and spirulina, Shailene. Um, yeah. So maybe she'll get Aaron Rodgers on this like like health kick. I don't even know what it is. Um, and then remember when she was like, I eat clay. And we were like, okie dokie. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Happy for you. And she also had an interview with In Style where she talked about like, you know what? Natural deodorant, baby. Which you know what? I use natural deodorant too, and it's great. But she like really uses a natural one. She's got her baking soda and her oh, arrowroot yeah. and her essential oils, and she mixes it all together in probably a big old bowl and just slathers it under her armpits. Which you know, if that works for you, that's great. And then there was this article from iconic news source, uh, great celebrity journalism, celeb bitchy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. From 2014 <laughs> by Bedhead. So it's, you know, it's obviously definitely legit. So spot. Um, <laughs> okay. No, I think it's just like some random, yeah, anyway, username. Oh, oh, oh. So, okay. um, so Shailene <laughs> with the title is Shailene Woodley's quote, offensive smell upsetting her stylist and designers. And they talk about, they're like, this girl, she puts on all of her oils and then. Uh, she brings back these beautiful designer dresses and they're all 
covered with oils. And there's a person <sighs> that says like shaleen rubs these essential oils all over her body and they aren't very welcoming scents. Whispers a tipster. Her smell is totally <laughs> offensive and it's gotten so bad that her stylist is having a hard time borrowing designer outfits for her to wear because she makes the gown stink. Wow. Dang. Yeah, I damning, know. Damning accusations from <laughs> celebrity. <laughs> I, do I feel God. like this has made the route, her specifically, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> have come out and secretly been like, she really smells bad. I, it's, it's she all has part such of the strange, of Shailene. Yeah, she has such strange habits, which like, I mean, listen, she's could be the next Gwyneth Paltrow. Who knows? Like maybe knows? in 10 years, yeah. she could have like some sort of all natural goop and like we'll be eating our words. But... Uh, yeah, some some weird uh, hygiene habits from her. Some, in, indeed. And also, I just recently saw this morning, there was, I guess, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher went on Instagram or something, and they were like, here's a video of us bathing our children. <laughs> what is this, water? And it's like, oh, okay, God. nice one. Good one. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> and I then, hate that so much. I know. And they also say they're like, four times a week, we were in with water. And it's just like, yeah, okay, we all okay. right. So you over-exaggerated the first time? Okay, cool. Um, Got it. Um, got it. And then also, uh, Cardi B. I love whoever <laughs> put this tweet in here. She <laughs> tweeted on August 10th, a couple days ago, what's up with people saying they don't shower? Thinky kind of like uh, eyebrow raised emoji. It's gi- it's giving itchy. I think she meant getting itchy. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's like giving a certain energy. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It, and yeah. then you're right. She is right. Because. She I is. mean, I won't say anything, but just itchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check that off. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Please shower, celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll just assume that you do if you don't say anything. You don't have to come out and say that you shower. Right. This is what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I hope we move on as a society now and I don't have to <laughs> click through another people's slideshow to figure out who's washing and who's not. Yes. There you go. Okay. Next category. Kind of it goes into the line of a like pretty slow news week, but we're checking in with relationship news. Although this set of relationship news kind of random, not a lot it's of not big worth the tea. <laughs> swings <Yeah>. happening. <laughs> um, so starting off, Lily Rose Depp and Austin Butler were mm. spotted making out on the streets of London. Apparently, they're seeing each other. Perhaps for some reason, I thought she was still with Timothy Chalamet. Like thought Me they were kind of more on and off, mm-hmm. but I guess not. Maybe he's like, you know, get, setting himself up for a new girlfriend ahead of like the Dune oh. press tour, you know? Oh. Zendaya is with Tom Holland. So like uh-huh. we, they can't make that happen in terms of press. Like I feel like he's due for like a big, yeah. not, to make, right. not to make this about him, but clearly Lily Rose has moved on <laughs> to like taller pastures. So I True. mean, <laughs> it's time for him to move on as well. And it was kind of due for Austin Butler to be publicly seen with someone. I feel like Vanessa Hudgens, she's now dating that baseball player. I feel like she was seen a little bit faster, like out and about faster. Mm -hmm. And this is the first person he's been seen with since they broke up in late 2019. So yeah, you can click through photos on the Daily Mail if you so choose. They're making out very much just romance is in the air for them. I don't have many thoughts on this couple as a whole. It's just more of like this came about and now that's that. So I'm track. He you is know. such an opportunist. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't get the appeal. I agree. There are 7,000 Austin Butlers in the world, and I just don't know how he keeps doing it. But uh, I guess good for him. Because he has the Elvis biopic coming up. So oh, that's true. You yeah. know, so it's like, that's okay, yeah. that's a high profile. Gotta get out there. Exactly. He reminds me of Taylor. Swift. He is like the better version to me of Taylor Swift's uh, boyfriend, Joe. Oh, Owen. my God. Yes. Like, how has this man not been in a Taylor Swift music video? Honestly, honestly. Yeah. So then, you know, you have that piece of relationship news, if anyone cared. And then, Amelia, I know you have one other. Here's another one that no one cares about. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Great podcast we have. <laughs> I mean, like, I care. I care because I think she's a really nice person. I know. Yeah. Sophia yeah, yeah, Bush, yeah. she got engaged to entrepreneur boyfriend Grant Hughes on her ins- or, yeah, Instagram account. Happy for them. Great. I she, she was married to Chad Michael Murray, who... Did you have you seen him in that uh that commercial for hotels.com? No. no. He's in he's a, like he's in a commercial. No, I'm for not even joking. I was watching TV one one time and I was like, oh my god, that's Chad Michael Murray. And he was like playing an actor, but he's not, not even himself? Chad Michael. He's not even himself. Oh no. Oh, it's no. wild. I was like, what the hell am I watching? And there was no mention of, hey, this is Chad Michael Murray. 
was just like some guy. He couldn't even to get, get some name gig. recognition in that spot. It's, it is wild. Google the spot. It's literally Chad Michael Murray hotels.com. <laughs> it's wild. Wait, yeah, really made, quick, really quick. Who is hotter, Chad Michael Murray or the uh, gray haired Trivago guy? Who the hell talking about? Oh my God, the gray haired Trivago guy. The gray haired Trivago guy. I mean, competition is stiff for Chad. That's all I'm saying. You're right. On the hotel's beat. I'm looking out here. I must be looking at the wrong thing. I will have to do a lot of Googling later. Side note, continue. You are right. He is hot. (laughs) I feel like everyone loves Sophia Bush. I guess from her old One Tree Hill days, everyone was thrilled for her. And I guess I am too, but people really love Sophia Bush. Yeah, I didn't realize quite how much either, but I agree. She seems like a nice girl. Yeah. Yeah. And talented and talented. Yes. Also, at one point this week, news got so slow that society created another rumor that Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer were dating. It's like, at what point can we just be free? <laughs> we have from- to move on. This is insane. <laughs> it's been 20 years. Oh, it's God. So cra- Obviously, they did themselves. Well, I mean, it was big news and I was actually intrigued by this when they went on the reunion. We're like, mm. we had a big crush on each other back in the day, but people have held on to that. I don't know who... Reported it first. I think Closer Magazine again <laughs> on the Insider, quote unquote, told them something. And then you know who got on the train was the Twitter account Pretty Little Thing. <laughs> they were like breaking news in the Gen what? Ann world. And I was like, why have we gotten here? Oh um, my God. Also, anyway, isn't it kind of depressing that Closer, which is like the celebrity magazine tabloid at the grocery store that always has like Dolly Parton on her last wishes and like, you know, all these right. like Dying celebrities. Right, it's like, right. oh God. Yeah, it got so bad that David Schwimmer's rep had to <laughs> debunk these rumors. I just don't get it. It's just news was slow. People got bored. <laughs> it was. This it was. Week. Um, what oh, else, God. Amelia? Yes, Greg, who everyone hates. And honestly, I hate him too, but I also hate Katie, so whatever. This um, is the bachelor. <laughs> is this the bachelor? This is the bachelor. Yeah, right? sorry. This okay. is Greg from The Bachelor. Greg Grippo was apparently spied with Bree Springs from uh Matt James's season of The Bachelor. And she is like, you're like, why would you ever be with him? Because you're like actually going places and he's just like sad. Um but then she like Instagram a photo where she was like clearly holding hands with a person of color and like Greg is white. Um, So as to say like, no, I'm not dating him. Oh, I didn't see that. Yes. And then apparently McKenna from Peter's season, Peter, pilot Peter, um, who is, you know, she's there, I guess. She was kind of annoying. I found her annoying. Um, Apparently she was talking to Greg prior to him coming on Katie's season. So it's like, wow, this guy does not seem like a good guy. He seems like in it for fame. Also, it was well part of this uh, season's narrative that Greg is a batch or is a, an actor. Like he's taken mm-hmm. acting courses, which is like, okay, well, I feel like a lot of members of Bachelor Nation have. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to have made you talk about this. I, my, no, I no. put this in the outline. Also, <laughs> I can't believe I'm making you talk about McKenna from Pilot Pizza. And that's kind of like it's a all deep good. reach into your brain. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's, this. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't, I will get off my bachelor like, but um, I do, it's just like, you know, they're always trying to be actors. I think Nick Vial is still trying to be an actor and I'm like, okay. If that that was a deal breaker, no one would be on the show. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, good luck to him. I hope you land a movie, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, yes, just so everyone knows, Bachelor in Paradise, thank God, is coming back. I think it's going to be a lot better than the past two seasons of the regular Bachelor Bachelorette shows. So, agreed. Just saying. Love um, it. And then finally, just a real quick update on Benefer. They were spotted just going, hanging out in Malibu with none other than Matt Damon, who is Worthy? clearly. Oh my yes. gosh. And he's clearly trying to get in the public's good graces by using Benefer. And honestly, mm. I think Ben is too much of a wounded soul to understand <laughs> otherwise. He's just like, oh, my friend wants to talk to me. And you know that Matt Damon just called him to be like, oh, yeah, can we hang out? And for no <laughs> other purpose. And it's like, no, I think there was a purpose. So you could actually bury the news of you being a homophobe. 
So, okay. Amelia, do you have thoughts on the fact that apparently Ben Affleck and JLo are house hunting for an $85 million house in LA together? Oh my God. I mean, I just want to say that I've supported this union <laughs> since, since the beginning, but since yeah. it really came back up and people laughed at me and they doubted me, but I mean, how dare they? Yeah. Writing's Don't, on the wall. These exactly. People, yeah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, let's go on. Let's do cringe mode. A bit of backstory for our choice this week. Kate, yeah. Do you want to talk about what's happening on the site? How we got sure. here? Well, okay. So it's Nick week on the ringer.com. You know, sometimes we do these theme weeks and on the editorial website, they're doing a Nickelodeon bracket, basically, you know, ranking all of the Nickelodeon shows. There have been some other like Nick related pieces we were trying to think about how we could fit into this week first we were going to talk about Nickelodeon and then we like you know we it feels it feels wrong to cringe mode something from like actual Nickelodeon because it's like made for children (laughs) so (laughs) not that that has really stopped us in the past but we were like you know what else could we do to relate to Nick week and I think it was Liz who had the great idea to go back to Nicholas Sparks uh our our greatest Nick enemy really (laughs) uh correct one of the worst Nicks I would say, uh, yeah. and just continue, continue, go to back, go back to our Nick Sparks rewatch. So uh, right. we chose Dear John because that was one that I just couldn't believe we didn't get to before. I think neither of you had seen it before. Mm-mm. I've just read the book. Yeah, right. I think I've also read the book, and I I'll talk about this later. But I actually the last time I watched this was in a college film class. Wow, um, crazy. But Dear John. I would say one of his more famous movies uh, stars Channing Tatum as John, Amanda Seyfried as Savannah. And uh, Channing Tatum is a soldier. He's on leave uh, in one of the Carolinas. And he meets Savannah, who's just like an angel on earth, has never Mm -hmm. done anything wrong in her life, this woman. They have like a two-week whirlwind romance. Then he gets called back to the war. 9-11 happens. They're like trying to have this long-distance relationship. There's like a subplot with his dad who is autistic and like collects coins and he has kind of a fractured relationship with him. They're sending letters back and forth. Amanda Seyfried breaks off the relationship after Mm -hmm. he re-enlists after 9-11 because it's like too hard. She's falling in love with someone else. Um, (laughs) This movie gets really complicated in the second half. Um, You're doing great. It turns out that she has married like her sort of like next door neighbor friend who has an autistic son as well. Turns out the guy that she marries ends up dying from cancer. Channing Tatum, his dad dies. He sells his dad's coin. <laughs> Sorry, it's really complicated. Uh, his dad dies. He sells his dad's coin collection. He donates the money. 
to pay for her husband's <laughs> ex-husband's hospital bills. Then at the end of the movie, they reunite because she's single again because her husband died. He's sad and alone. And it just kind of leaves the door open to like future romance. Did I leave anything out or get anything wrong there? No, I don't think so. It was kind of a convoluted explanation. Really sad movie. Um, So sad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's filled with a lot of just every kind of emotion. Like the Mm -hmm. first highlight I want to start with is that this movie is steamy. I don't know if it had the same effect on you guys, but this is by far the mo- the Nicholas Sparks movie and even probably like cringe about or like romance movie we've watched that actually mm. sold me on these two being into each other mm. and this scenes were actually very believable and romantic mm. um there's this rain scene where they're in a construction site so they are in Charleston South Carolina and she's there for basically like habitat for humanity building mm-hmm. houses like Kate said um so they're visiting the construction site of one of these houses and it's pouring rain and they start making out and then they they sit down and start making out some more. It's just, it's just, it's a lot, but in a good way. <laughs> and um, wasn't expecting that. And then he goes on his first tour and then comes back for a little bit and they reunite for the first time. Again, very steamy, romantic <laughs> reunion scene. Yes. Um, and I was just really kind of blown away because I believe the last one we watched was Taylor Schilling and Zac Efron. <laughs> I was thirsty for some actual sexual chemistry and they yeah. delivered. This was like really just... Chef's kiss. Agreed. Really, you can see how the Taylor Schilling, Zac Efron movie like was trying to capitalize on this movie. You know, you yeah. had the soldier, you had the blonde, you know, they like, like the they animal just didn't. Farm yeah. yeah. Couldn't right. make it work. That rain scene was everywhere when this movie came out. I didn't see it, I don't think, until college. But this rain scene with them, like, yeah, I know it was in the trailer. I remember it just being circulated everywhere. And it was kind of like the height of like the Channing Tatum craze. I would say when he was like the heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember seeing that rain where they're in, you know, the beams and the construction, just like making out and being like, wow, good for Hot. them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Uh, so yeah, great scene. Arguably iconic. Uh, just Extremely. like, I would say one of the best known Nicholas Sparks, like romance scenes yeah. for yeah. sure. Another highlight for me is if I was Amanda Seyfried, I would simply not do movies, not set at the beach. She just thrives. Her best movies are at the beach. She's got this one. She's got the Mamma Mia's. Oh, Uh, she just, you know, she's got the hair. She's got the eyes. She's singing. She's running along the beach. She's in the white. She looks tan. It's like she just thrives in that environment. And she she just needs to stay there. I think as an actress, just don't leave the beach, Amanda. (laughs) That's how I feel. Exclusively beach movies. Yeah, not the old beach. Don't not go there. The old beach. Uh, but any other beach, fair game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I agree. And just, uh, you know, just to continue the love for Channing and Amanda, they have great chemistry on their own. I think they can carry a movie. We've got Richard Jenkins, who mm. Kate will talk more about. Love He's him. iconic in this. The kid from E.T. plays her soon-to-be-deceased husband. <gasps> oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Wow, you said the kid from E.T. and I was like on the edge of my seat to find out which character it was while I was rapidly trying to do the math of how old he would be I'm now. I was so stupid. I was like, that kid is in the, like, but no, this is in 2010. Wow, that's wow. wild. Yes, so that's a fun little, you know, ca- yeah. not cameo, like actual role. Um, and then Jason Street from Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Um, he's also in this. So the he, other man. I, he plays the like other the, dude. the classic yeah. spurned romance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Sparks, brunette man. God, yeah. this guy always gets the short end of the stick tough, when it comes really to romance, tough. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the cast is really good. Also, I just would like to note the use of Dear John as the title is mm-hmm. iconic because she is literally writing Dear John, but it's also like, hey, there's a Dear John letter and then right. they're just like, well, just mm. it's Dear John. Thank it's you. so, so many, good. So many mm-hmm. layers. It's yeah. so good. So many. <laughs> On the flip side, thinking about low lights, there is a almost questionable amount of sadness in this movie and yeah. it piles on in a way you would not fucking believe. I had to watch this in four different sittings because <laughs> it was like I had to just break away and not actually like, die, you know, like cry for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> it is 
So sad. So Kate explained a bit of it. Richard Jenkins, he like lives alone. He's Mm. had a rocky relationship with his son, Channing Tatum. He has this coin collection that like is his life. He like just is kind of has no one, no companion. And then he Uh. ends up having a stroke at the end and actually dying. And it's so freaking sad. And then 9-11 is like in the middle of the movie. And then he has to go back. And then you have entire... I don't know, quarter of the movie where Channing Tatum is sitting in Afghanistan waiting for Amanda Seyfried to write him a fucking letter and hear from the love of his life. And every day he's like, hey, any mail? And he's like, nope. And he's just waiting and waiting and yearning for her. It actually is so heartbreaking. It's hard for me to watch. It's so sad. It's too much. It is. It's a lot. And then you get the casual, you know, her husband dying of lymphoma at the end of the movie because there wasn't yeah. enough death and sadness yeah I right. the Nicholas Sparks parent storylines are just brutal every time oh, God. like it would be enough if it was just the romance whatever goes wrong with the romance in his <laughs> movies like that's always bad enough but whatever mm-hmm. layer he always adds with the parents you got the parents in a notebook you got the parents in a walk to remember you got the parents it's always like a parent in the last dying song? in remember? the last song yes yeah and there's like just always oh that one more layer of a, a parent who just like wants to connect with their child before their final days and it's just always one step too far on the emotional the emotional abuse just tough yeah you guys ever watch those movies where like for so much of it you get so frustrated because you actually wish you could insert yourself in the movie and change the way they behave because they're acting so stupid Mm. and they're they're making so many unnecessary unforced errors in their lives this was me for so much of this movie these two clearly belong together for some reason Amanda Seyfried just can't do long distance I don't know why (laughs) that didn't make a lot of sense like it's okay just wait for him you're clearly meant to be a lot of it was like Amanda Seyfried was like this happened to me like kind of like I don't not like victimizing herself but kind right. of like she can be in control of her own life for some yeah. reason they are not together for so long and it just doesn't make any sense they can be together it's not that hard you know yeah right and it's not like this this is the middle ages like you That's true. it's what 2001 clearly so like letters were not the only means of communication during this time he's not right you know, lost to the world. Like you can make phone calls. I I know obviously it's very difficult, but yeah, I think she's a little too much of a martyr, I would say. Sure. Right. Which leads me into my low light, which is that these characters are unrealistically selfless. Like there's a level that makes sense of selflessness of Mm -hmm. being like, you know, I want to be the right person for her or like whatever. But like she is introduced as like, she was going to go on spring break, but then she ended up stopping so that she could build houses for Habitat oh for Humanity. Oh my God, you're right. And then she ends up, you know, doing all this volunteer work and she wants to create a, a school for autistic children. And then she ends up marrying this guy that she's known forever. And then he has cancer and she's like trying to pay off his, his you know, hospital bills. And then she gives up on her dream to support him. And then she like right. gives up on the love of her life. And it's just like, after a certain point, like you have, and you know, there's a, even the Channing part as well, how he, you know, takes his dad's coin collection and he sells it and he only God. keeps one coin and he donates the rest right. of the money. I'm like, can you just like make one self-serving decision <laughs> and like just be right. no. with the person that you love and like stop doing this? Because That's what I'm saying. <laughs> very difficult to watch. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Amelia, what's your low light? Uh, It's you guys are so right. Um, I guess the only thing I want to add is that the beginning and the height of the war in Afghanistan is like is still triggering to me after all these years, you know, and I still have unresolved feelings towards George W. Bush. And I just get irrationally angry whenever I watch this. And it's like, I know it's a movie, but I'm just like, oh, fuck this like oh my god and then I get like upset so I think that also goes into the next category in terms of like just didn't age that well it's just like (laughs) the super like military like protecting our country blah blah blah, all of that didn't age great totally totally I don't know how to transition this because this comment is so light no but something's aged the best uh, is the handwritten letters anybody they write to each other it's very romantic Um, I love a good handwritten letter I want to shout out my two co-hosts Kate and Amelia who who write and send handwritten letters often in fact I think I have received them myself so good for you guys it's a very lovely thing to receive and a lovely habit it's true Amelia early quarantine you went through a big letter writing phase I did and then I realized 
hmm, you know what? I should not have ever advertised that I would write someone a letter because it takes a lot of effort. It does. Yeah, you did. Didn't you open up the floor? Like if anyone wants a letter, I'll do it. I'm more right. like, I will send you if I so choose, but I, right. that's nice. Here, yeah. my handwriting is too bad to do it regularly. And I know my handwriting would probably be better if I did a lot of actual writing. But that, I think, is tough. That's the thing that always stops me is I don't want people to know how bad my handwriting is. That's fair. Um, This movie has somehow aged well enough that, like I said before, my first viewing of it was in a college film lit class. And I texted my friends from college trying to remember which of them I was in this class with, why we watched it, why Mm. it was on the syllabus, and nobody knew. Um, so I can't imagine we were <laughs> discussing funny. it as like a paragon of like cinematic excellence, <laughs> but it was somehow it like has joined the ranks of like, uh, some sort of cinematic classic because I know that I watched it. Maybe it was like, we did a week on romance films or something. Oh, and like, it was an yeah. example of like tropes or something. I don't know, but I can tell you I was sitting in like a college screening class taking notes on Dear John, uh, in like 2014 or I love probably that. 2018. So yeah, you know, that aged well, I guess, if it's on a syllabus. Definitely. Actually, on that whole being on a syllabus and the film being like, you know, good enough to be on a syllabus. um, I think another what's aged the best is that this movie is actually better than the book. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like I really remember the book, but I remember reading it and being like, that's it. This is one of his books. Like, people love his books. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? Um. (laughs) So, I love this movie. Yeah. I had to say, I had a very, it's, it was so sad, but I just, it's really good. It makes you feel Wow, about the Liz things. Kelly cringe mode uh, seal of excellence. That doesn't I come know. very often. <laughs> love that. I know. It's um, a good one. It's one of his best. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I totally agree with you. And then I guess this is best or at least most memorable. Um, I still remember if you look at the trailer, if you go and Google it, the use of snow patrols set fire to the third bar in the trailer. <laughs> and they're like, they're like getting it on. And there's like a whiny woman's voice over it. And you're just like, yeah, they are miles away from each other. Oh my God. I like, st- it's very vivid in my memory. <laughs> yes. All right, let's do MVP. Uh, we talked a lot about, obviously, Channing and Amanda Seyfried. I'm going to give it to Channing. He has just so much range yeah. in this movie. He made me cry. He made yeah. me feel other things. He just, it was, he was just absolutely incredible. And he's a pretty good dramatic actor. I have to yes. give him credit. I like him more, actually, in these roles than I even do, like, Magic Mike. Like, I don't know. I think I'm separating the two in my brain, but very good dramatic actor. Agreed. Yes. We love Channing here. We just we do. Are, He's a favorite. This is a pro Channing podcast. It is. Um, my MVP was Richard Jenkins, who oh. I just love. He makes me cry and everything. And, yeah. you know, I think it can be difficult. We've certainly covered movies on Tea Time. I don't know if you remember Geely, uh, where actors have really made bad decisions when they've been uh, portraying characters with developmental disabilities. And I think it can just be really tricky, especially kind of in this time frame where there mm-hmm. wasn't that much awareness of like the autism spectrum and things like that. And I think he had a very respectful, very accurate, just very emotional portrayal of someone on the spectrum. And it was just really great. He's just a great actor. And he just made me really sad. (laughs) He's so fucking sad. Seriously. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with both of your choices. But I'm just going to have to give it to Nicholas Sparks for making an entire genre of romance movies out of his subpar books. (laughs) A little backhanded MVP award there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is. I mean, the man is super rich because he's just parlayed this into an amazing film career, I guess. Uh, it's yeah. just like, how how does he do it? I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm ready for another wave. This was like all kind of like about to be all 10 years in the rear view mirror. I'm ready yeah. not for Nicholas Sparks to come back, but for another romantic author. Right. We need someone another- new. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah sure. Agreed. Lightning round, shall we? Shall we? Do you want to take it away? What is the most fire B plot, you guys? We're bringing it back. <sighs> I wish there was a little bit of fire in this movie. There's really not yeah, besides the occasional it. explosion, but that's not neither here yeah, nor there. So <laughs> I'm giving um, the most fire B-plot award to the coin storyline. We've mm, talked yes. enough about it. It's too sad. It's yes. just, but it's uh, the best. It's definitely the coins. I agree. And the coin metaphor, you know, he starts out the movie. He's like, you know, I have holes in me. He's talking about how he's like the coin mm-hmm. the mint. Uh, and then it circles back at the end and it makes us all cry and it's great uh, stuff. Really yes. good. It's yes. a lot. It Speaking is a lot. of, 
Guys, how many cringe modes have you cried at, Liz? I met three now after this movie, but it's Which all the Nicholas Sparks movie. It's been a walk to remember the last song and now Dear John. What about mm. you guys? I think I'm also at three, but I think it's walk to remember Moulin Rouge and Dear John. Ooh. Um, oh, shit. But yeah. we've done so many cringe modes that I know there's probably been at least one fourth one. Uh, so I'll, sure. probably, I'll probably three or four. Uh, we've be been surprised. doing this forever. So like, who knows? Maybe I shed a tear at Magic Mike too. Like, who's to say? <laughs> mm. I was going to say, you'd be surprised like looking at our old cringe modes like cheetah girls. No, they cry there. <laughs> like there's a lot of questionable choices. But um, That's yeah. true. Oh God. Well, yeah, I totally agree. I think I've two. And again, they're both. Freaking Nicholas Sparks movie of all things. <laughs> Damn it. But in my <laughs> but in my defense, like the a walk to remember well is like one of my oh God, I can't even talk about it. Uh yeah. and then this one had the fatal combination of freaking Channing Tatum and the war in Afghanistan. So of course I'm gonna cry. Dying Every parent, doomed I romance. Just, like we never yeah, stood a right. chance. Love that we cannot didn't. be so yeah. fucking sad. Okay. Oh. I know. We're cleansing it. We're going to be in a better mood. I think Amelia's about to go on a rant in a second. So let's do <laughs> Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Amelia, uh, I'll give it to you. Thank you. Um, I just want to thank uh, you and both of you and Kaya for letting me rant about this. So on the new cover of People, we've got John Stamos, who I think most people know as Uncle Jesse from Full House. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. really think of anything else. He's other than those like Dan and Oikos Greek yogurt commercials. <laughs> Seriously. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's him, his wife, Caitlin McHugh Stamos, and their son, Billy. And they're like all dressed in matching little suits and ties. And I was like, okay. And, you know, it's like, my dreams came true. I'm a dad. Okie dokie. And it's just like, why are we giving this man an entire People magazine cover? I mean, I guess People magazine have, has given covers to like the Duggars and stuff. So it's like they don't have mm. the greatest track record. But it's just like... Why does anyone care about John Stamos? He is the last important thing he was in was, again, Full House, you know, and that man, that cast has not it's not been not the greatest cast in terms of um, yeah, track uh, record recently track record. is tough. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And also, I don't and I don't mean to bring this up, but I'm going to because it's fucked up. There was a Gawker article from 2005 and it actually quoted a Jane magazine article and he was talking about, he was asked, what's the worst you've ever screwed someone over? And he gives this story of how he was in a band and there was a girl who was really drunk and interested in him and he wasn't into her, but his friend was. And he says, so the girl came back to my hotel and I turned the lights down and we started making out. I said, hold on a second. I've got to go brush my teeth. It was dark. I left the room. I sent in my friend who looked like me and she thought she was having sex with me, but she was really having sex with my friend. And what the that fuck? is I mean I I mean I just that's disgusting that is rape and you should be ashamed John Stamos why are we still giving you these little hokey people magazine covers and you know for legal reasons I won't get into it but I've heard some things about the guy from my time at Disney okay thank you I know. I think it's that awful like nostalgia machine where people just love yes! to like sanitize yeah. these characters like from their youth and just like yeah. also talking like speaking of men just outing themselves uh, in interviews of their own accord for no reason for things that they think are normal that are mm-hmm. so not mm-hmm. horrible. Let's cancel him next, horrible. please. Hate permanently. Him. Never give him another role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. OK, thank you. All right, cleansing our palates once more for the <laughs> end of this more. podcast. Oh, uh, my unanswerable question is, is LaCroix out? I want to talk about the seltzer craze, okay? Cu- last couple years, it's been seltzer, White Claw. We had Bud Light <laughs> seltzer like advertised on this podcast. We had like every single brand had some sort of seltzer trying to capitalize on like the LaCroix craze. And my yes. question is, is it over? Is LaCroix out? Like, have we as a society moved on from the seltzer craze? Because it seems like we have. I mean, it's such a great question because I feel like, yes, but no, because there's always new seltzers coming out. And I think there is a new trend um, mm-hmm. that Liz and I can both attest to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say we have graduated as a society to something bigger and better. Which Amelia? is? Please. Yeah. No, please, Liz, please. It's a little thing called Poppy. 
Uh, this is about to be a free advertisement because that's how much we freaking love it. We dis- Amelia and I discovered this independently Woo! on our own, and we've mm-hmm. recently come together this week talking about it. Had no idea you loved it, but I knew I loved you, so I should have trusted your judgment. Poppy is better than anything oh I've ever tasted. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so Poppy is technically, it's a bubbly drink. They're like fruity gut health beverages because they're made with apple cider vinegar. Started by a husband and wife in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Um, Little mom and pop operation. They were selling it in their farmer's market and they've really blown up. If we were in the office today, I think I'd be stocking our fridges with it by the freaking dozen load. Yes, But it's really good. It's really, it's like, it's like healthy effervescent juice. But it's it good is. for you. Good for your gut, which is very trendy and something that I'm pursuing actively is active gut health. <laughs> which so. is great. And I, on, on top of that, great uh, explanation. I think that, like you said, it's this added benefit to that fizz that we love, you know, yes. because it's like LaCroix and those sparkling waters, they, they're tasty, but they're not like, wow, that is a lot of taste. I think someone right, once described right. it as like putting a Skittle into like, yeah. like bubbly water and just like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like um, one single Skittle though. Seriously. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And these like are bursting with flavor. And yeah. they're all like at the most, they're 20 calories with like five Love grams it. of sugar or something. Love it's it. wild. Also, everyone's always telling you to take a little bit of apple cider vinegar. <laughs> this is not a health recommendation, by the way. This is just my our own personal preferences before yeah. we get in trouble. Um, but they're <laughs> really freaking good. Also, Amelia and I are actively rotting our teeth with how much uh, sparkling juices and drinks we That's consume true. on a daily basis. And we're trying to curb it. Also trying to curb it's our hard. sugar habits. We'll talk about that in another episode. Um, but it's good to at least know that as we're consuming it, at least we're fixing something. Right. As we're taking it's, away it's the enamel. Balance. It's all exactly. about balance. Right. Exactly. And it tastes, I literally had the other day, I had the raspberry rose and oh, um, raspberry rose. Ooh. It tastes like <laughs> as if they distilled like a whole bag of Sour Patch Kids and put it into like this soda drink. It's so good. It's so good, you All guys. Right. I'll try it. Okay, you I'll try to. it. You okay, it's a little to. bit hard to find. I can't lie. I might That's just true. go on their website directly and order it. But Amelia, you found it at Target, right? Yeah, it's at Target. And I also found it at one of the local grocery stores here. So I think they're trying to branch out to more stores. At least I'm hoping. Great. Great. All right, Poppy, uh, we will be sending you an invoice uh, <laughs> later. Um, anyway, that's it. I'm um, sold. Another <laughs> great episode. Thank you, Kaya, <laughs> our producer. We love and appreciate you. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wetmer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.